Welcome to episode number 52 of the Mastering Marriage Podcast, where our goal is to strengthen, unite, and restore your marriage. Hey everybody, my name is Amanda Taylor. And together with my husband, David, we are the co-founders of MendOurMarriage.com. And our goal is to break the back of divorce by bringing married couples together to be accountable, keep the passion alive, and destroy the hidden issues that try to rip marriages apart. And we are back in the booth again today with me, of course, Amanda Taylor, and my co-host, my husband, my boo, David Taylor. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another information-packed, dynamic <laughs> what's another word i don't know well welcome to episode terrific. number 52 yeah terrific welcome to episode number 52 of the mastering marriage podcast uh we missed a week or so uh producing an episode so we apologize for that because one of our goals is to be more consistent so please forgive us um but we're back we're back in the booth actually and we want to make sure we're giving you quality yes we and, and today is going to be a very quality focused show very like so i'm yeah, we're going to get to that in a minute. But before we do, I would like to say that this episode, episode number 52, is brought to you on behalf of Motivated to Love, Yay. Mandy's Amazon best-selling book. If you haven't picked it up, please go get it. I mean, when I say it's dynamic, it's changed thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of marriages. I'm not just saying that to sound good. It's literally changed thousands of marriages. And we, we are like enjoying having access to the spouses who purchased the book in the private Facebook group. Yeah. You know, so, and then we, our calls on Thursday, mm-hmm. um, every Thursday at nine. I mean, we, we are really enjoying just the, the proximity in the community. In the community is just, uh, oh my gosh. So, exactly. exactly. Yeah. So if you haven't checked it out, go to motivated, the number two love.com. It's also on Amazon Kindle. So you can just go to Amazon, type in motivated to love or Amanda Taylor, and it should pop up. It's going down. I mean, she's a best-selling author. I mean, it's, I mean, Stop it. I mean, I'm, aren't you, aren't you, you best-selling, right? Yeah, I am actually. <laughs> take it all in. Just, just <laughs> take a second to just inhale that. Just, just breathe it in. Just, there you go. See, sometimes <laughs> it's okay to sit in your success. Just don't let it blind you. Okay. Oh, not at all. In. Not at all. I appreciate, <laughs> you know, I appreciate all the support that I've gotten, you know, behind the book and it's how many lives we've been able to yeah. change in marriages. Yeah. yeah. It's, so, it's amazing. It's and it's a God blessing. For that. Yeah. So check it out. Motivated the number two love.com. All right. So let's move on into today's discussion. Today's topic is going to be a very interesting one. Um, it's going to, so it's a lot of information. So I just want to prepare you for that. Uh, but, Isn't it always a lot well, of information? It is. <laughs> but so, well, I'll just start off by saying this. As we've been looking to expand our reach and imprint or marriages over the upcoming years, um, we've been on a quest to not only learn what the keys to a happy, mar- a happy marriage are, but also the areas that most marriages struggle with and how they can be fixed. Uh, and so, you know, we our books, our programs, our coaching and counseling, mm-hmm. all of those resources are geared to helping hurting marriages. That's why the name of our business is Mend Our Marriage. Right. Um, but it's also not just hurting marriages, but marriages that want to grow that want to just not survive, but thrive. Uh, and so that's why we're doing what we're doing. So a few months back, I actually reached out to thousands of individuals uh, via 
our email list. And I invited them, you know, at least 30 or so individuals uh, to chat with me personally via either phone or Skype. Uh, and I thoroughly enjoyed those conversations. So if anybody's listening that I spoke with, you guys are amazing. I'll be reaching back out to you guys because we have this yes. big project that we're working on and you guys have helped me get the information. Y'all know who y'all are. But anyway, <laughs> um, one of the things that I asked them, the individuals that I spoke with, was what is one of the biggest trouble areas of your marriage? And 90% of those that I spoke with stated the same thing, that that trouble area, the biggest one in their marriage was communication. And it's kind of a no brainer, right? Because you got two different people from two different backgrounds trying mm -hmm. to become one. So of right. course, communication is going to be very difficult to do. Mm -hmm. But today we're going to have an in-depth discussion on some very practical, but often overlooked strategies for improving the communication between you and your spouse. After all, our goal is to educate, right? Because we right. believe that knowledge is a key, one of the key components to having a healthy marriage. Right, exactly. So, so, so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go to school today. So, um, I hope you guys are ready. You ready, baby? Let's go. You sure? I'm ready. Okay, I'm just just gotta ask. It's gonna be good. So, let me ask you guys a question: Are you tired of having a conversation with your spouse only to end in frustration? Or end up feeling misunderstood or completely ignored altogether? I'm sure a lot of you guys, if not everybody, have said yes. Can I get an amen for those of you who are tired of that? <laughs> if, if that's you, you will definitely want to stick around. And I would actually even recommend taking notes from today's discussion. So actually, here's what I want you to do. Pause it and go and grab you something to write with and write on. Okay, so go ahead and get that because... We're going we're gonna to talk about some things that you will be able to implement as soon as we're done. So go ahead and get your stuff and come back. We're going to wait. You ready? All right. So today we're going to discuss 11 ways to have a better conversation with your spouse so that your communication improves. Now. That's good. Yeah, well, thank you. Even though we haven't really got started. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, it. <laughs> There are so many people that just have small talk with their spouse. Hey, how oh, you doing? How was your day? Yes. What you doing today? Okay, I'll talk to you later. Love yes. you. I mean, yeah. it can be very easy to get into that rut. I know we've had that, you know. <laughs> oh, yes, we we were guilty and I was guilty over a lot of the things that we're going to talk about today. Um, but like Mandy was saying, well, she was alluding to this. She didn't say it like I'm, I'm going to say it, but she was alluding to this. Communication is the lifeline of your marriage. Uh, you can usually tell the overall quality of your marriage based on the quality of the conversation that you have. Right. And I actually have uh, in my own private practice, you know, because I'm a licensed mental health counselor. So when I see clients, I actually sit back when I first when a couple first comes to me, I actually let them talk for the first five to 10 minutes. You know, and sometimes they're looking at me like, aren't you going to interject and say something? And all I'm doing is gathering information and mm -hmm. observing the quality of their conversation, because I can immediately tell how their marriage is based off of how their conversations go. So I want to talk to you guys today about 11 secrets to enhancing the quality of your conversation with your spouse. We're going to dive in. Baby, you got your scuba gear? You know, I can't oh, you swim. you can't swim. Shoot. Dang it. <laughs> so you got to look from the boat. You can't even get in the water. You can just give me a life jacket. But, but that... I've seen you almost drown in three foot water. Okay, should I not say that on the air? <laughs> I 
I'm sorry, y'all. I'm That's just saying. Okay. You know, Even if hey. she had a life jacket, she would still act like she drowned. But so. you haven't seen me in one, so you can't make that assumption. I've seen you in three feet water. Not with a life could, jacket. But I've seen you standing and almost drowned. I, I don't know how that's possible. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, see, she got me distracted. Womp, womp. Okay, anyway, I, I like that one. <laughs> okay, so let's dive in, guys. Let's go to number one. So the first strategy or way to have a better conversation with your spouse is don't multitask. Mm. That's right. Practice the art of providing undivided attention. Put the phone down. Right. Pause the TV. Mandy actually has a really good, she does this a lot. Like if we're watching something and then she has a thought or I have a thought, she'll immediately pick up the uh, remote control and pause the TV. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'm like, why are you pausing it? But then I'm like, oh, like because, well, because uh, we got we talking. Yeah. So, <laughs> so pause the TV, right? Put the phone down. If you guys are conversing, make sure that you are hands free. Yeah. I've actually started leaving my phone like in the kitchen or somewhere. I can't reach without getting up. That so. is true. That is true. That Yeah. I, you know what? I noticed that. And I haven't complimented you on that, baby. Good job. Well, thank you. <laughs> but seriously, make sure that you aren't trying to divide your attention between your spouse and something or someone else. So I have an on-the-spot question for you. Okay. What about those with children? The, spot. the case is the same. Don't multitask between your spouse and your child. Often that's what happens. And so the spouse be it husband or wife ends up feeling overlooked, not heard and misunderstood. So if there's an issue that comes up, deal with that issue and then communicate with your spouse. Don't do both at the same time. Cause the more you try to right divide your attention, the more divided your attention will be. So maybe set time aside to have those conversations with your spouse. Yeah. Like if, if you're talking with your spouse and a kid comes up and there's no emergency, no life or death, say, excuse me, the parents are talking. We'll get to you in a minute, right? Send them back to their play area or whatever and finish focusing on your spouse. Don't just get up because they come and all of a sudden now the conversation is on pause, like the TV, right? Just focus on your spouse because they are number one and then handle the conversation with your kid. Trust me, like one of the worst feelings is being ignored or being overlooked. Mm -hmm. And because humans are social creatures, we need to feel connected. Like that's built inside of, we are wired to be connected. Mm -hmm. Like I've, I've seen research where if you take a baby and you isolate the baby from their parents and I'm I'm not, this is not research that's common. This is old research. They don't do it anymore. But if you isolate the baby from its parents and there's no physical contact, there's no words spoken, nothing, that baby is just completely isolated. The baby will eventually die because of that. We, we are wired to feel connected. And, but how can you feel connected if you're blocked by something else like your phone or your TV, get off Facebook and get in your spouse's face. You see what I just did with the Good face? Good job. Good see job. <laughs> but, <laughs> but instead of multitasking, be present. And here's a strategy to help you to be present. Use a gentle touch, like your hand on their hand or your hand on their shoulder or leg to demonstrate that you are fully present during the conversation with your spouse. Something as simple as that gesture will let them know that they have your undivided attention. Right. And especially if your uh, love language is quality time, you definitely want to make sure that, you know, or if your spouse's love language is quality time, Mm -hmm. you definitely want to make sure that you pay close attention to not multitasking. Right. All right. Let's move on to number two. 
<laughs> Number two, and this is an interesting one. Don't pontificate. What? <laughs> what is pontificate? Okay, so many of you may have never heard this word, or if you've heard this word, you may not know what it means. Um, I was going to ask Mandy, but she got the notes in front of her, so I can't put her on the spot. But pontificate means that you are being preachy or dogmatic, right? Mm -hmm. That means that you enter into the conversation. <laughs> She's shaking her head. Uh-oh. You enter into the conversation already knowing everything, <laughs> and thus you only talk with the intention of them seeing things from your pre-established <laughs> Baby, I got to get my words out. <laughs> you can't make me laugh. Anyway, so let me rephrase that. Say that again. So pontification, that means that you enter into the conversation already knowing everything. And thus, you only talk with the intention of them seeing things from your pre-established conclusion. Woo! Do you have something you would like <laughs> to say? Because you over there, head about to explode. I'm sorry, y'all. I had a flashback because David used to be like this. <laughs> I mean, this this pontificate yeah. if you if you looked it up in a dictionary you would see david taylor's cheesy. picture cheesy with my great contacts from high school huh Woo! <laughs> pearly white that's all you got to say about it that's all i gotta say right now <laughs> i'm sorry i gotta i gotta i gotta come back from the past <laughs> flashback wow okay yeah. well no I, I i openly admit that i used to be very dogmatic about a lot of things okay about everything pretty much <laughs> like my point was my point and i knew it right but I've grown. You have I'm not, grown I'm not going to say that I've overcome this because mm -hmm. I believe that I've learned a lot, but mm -hmm. that doesn't make me a know-it-all. And mm -hmm. so I think I've grown, but I also yes, struggle at times when, because um, I'm stubborn. But I, I feel admit, like you're more teachable now. I, well, you've done a good job of teaching me, baby. And I don't mean like I'm, I've turned into the one who pontificates. But no, this doesn't mean that he, <laughs> you know, David is a lot more open now to to be challenged or yeah, to be well, called called on those well, things. Well, once you make mistakes as large as I've made, especially stepping out of my marriage, it, it don't get no worse than that. So, I mean, the only way to come back from that is to be teachable, <laughs> you know? So, <laughs> but, so think about this though, guys, I know Mandy and I had a little personal moment, but instead of pontificating, enter into the conversation, get this, expecting to learn something new. Good or bad. Good or bad, but expect to learn something new. Mm -hmm. Matter of fact, go into the conversation looking to intentionally pick up new pieces of information. Don't pigeonhole them into yesterday's outcome. Instead, approach the conversation with an open mind and an unbiased attitude. Like, don't be biased and don't be closed-minded. That's the quickest way to pontificate. <laughs> Um, and you don't want to be like I was because I was, I was a very, and I thought I was open-minded, but I wasn't. And I did a horrible job. Um, but yeah, let's move to number three. Number three is this. Use open-ended questions. Now, I'm sure you already know what open-ended questions are, but I still want to take the time to explain them so that, you know, all of this is out there. So when I say open-ended questions, I mean, use questions that start with who? What, why, when, and how. Mm -hmm. Questions that lead to more than a yes or no answer. Right. Or a one word or one phrase answer. R remember that complicated questions produce simple answers. So you want to be clear and concise. Uh, but And I'm not saying you want a complex answer. 
Instead, you want answers that have details. Have substance. Substance. Yeah. And so if you ask who, what, when, why, and how questions, you know, I love why questions because they really, really drill down to the core. I love why. But ask questions like that so that you get more detailed answers, Mm -hmm. right? So because you want pieces of information that will help you to learn more about your spouse and on a deeper level. Mm -hmm. Remember, we have a podcast about being a student of your spouse. Right. So asking these questions will help you learn more. Hey, and remember this, you are not, you're not the all knowing person of your spouse. You don't know everything about your spouse. Mm -hmm. So act like you don't. And then remember that this point here also is going to take practice. If you're not used to asking questions, um, then you have to get good at that. You know, it's a skill. Yeah. It's a skill. And, and (laughs) don't expect your spouse to just feel let me say it like this. You don't you don't want to ask too many questions at once. You want to, you know, just make sure that that you have balance in I've that too. I've been guilty of that. <laughs> because you don't you don't want to annoy your spouse. Yeah, you don't want to annoy them or um, put them on the defense. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes asking why questions the way you ask it will put them on the defense. Oh, so yes, really it's all about how you do it. That. Yeah. Uh, and this new thing that we have coming up in a couple months will actually give you tangible will help you to learn how to ask better questions with your spouse. Mm-hmm. We're going to get to that later, but not later today, but we'll get to that later. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So instead of asking questions like, did it make you feel this way? Ask questions like, how did it make you feel? Or how did that feel when that happened? Right. It helps you to get more information out of that. The uh, conversation that you guys are having. Uh, also most men, and this is just for all the wives out here, Brothers, don't don't hate on me for this, but I got to give them insight into why we do what we do. Most men will only answer questions based on the way that you ask your question. So get better at asking better questions so that you can get more detailed information. Right. Okay, let's move on to number four. Number four is this. Go with the flow. Hmm. Now, now this is an important one. See... Understand that thoughts are always coming into your mind all the time, right? So right. even as you're listening to this podcast, you're having thoughts based off of what you're doing, based off of where you are, based off of what you're seeing, right? So just just understand that thoughts are always coming into your mind. When conversing with your spouse, let those thoughts come in and then let those thoughts go out. Don't stop listening to your spouse because you're stuck on an idea that you want to bring up or discuss. That's the quickest way to make your spouse feel like you ain't listening. Right. Because all of a sudden they on one point and you hop back to an old point and you bring that up. And so all of a sudden it's like, how do we get here? If I'm, I'm talking about this, how did you bring this up? Well, it's because they had a thought and they didn't go with the flow. They let that thought stop them. They got distracted by the thought. Mm-hmm. So let the thought come in, let it go out. Anything you want to add to that, baby? I was just going to say, if there is something concerning that was said two points back, still stay present in the conversation and maybe bring it up, you know, maybe a little bit later or later on after, you know, you've actually talked through the actual core issue that you all are discussing. Yeah, you can actually... you don't want to go down a rabbit trail of talking about something that really is going to take you off course from the current discussion. When when, when I'm working with a couple or, and actually, actually Mandy and I, when we do our couples counseling and couples coaching, we see this a lot whenever there's a conflict, Mm -hmm. they could be focused. Like the conflict can be a, but they're all the way on Z and they forget to even go back to a, because they're so distracted by all the other things that come up that rabbit trail, that rabbit trail that you talked about. Mm -hmm. So make, make sure that you are being present by going with the flow. 
right? Don't get tripped up in your own thoughts. Right. Oh, and if you have a thought that you feel like you need to discuss, jot it down. Just write it down and then, you know, move, keep it moving. Stay mm-hmm. with your spouse's conversation. Mm-hmm. Number five, if you don't know, say that you don't know. <laughs> this is a major one, especially for us dudes. Like, and, and this is just something that, you know, men feel like we need to know everything. But I'm going to say it this way. Don't say that you know if you really don't know. And here's a pet peeve of mine. Don't say that you understand if you really don't understand. And Mandy knows this is a pet peeve of mine because uh, we've run into this obstacle a lot in the past. And every now and again, we'll still hit that wall where... Like one of us to say we understand and we're not really, you know, truly demonstrating. My solution, if a person says that they understand, like if Mandy looks at me and says, I I understand, my immediate question is, can you demonstrate your understanding? I don't want to hear you say you understand. Just demonstrate it by giving me that understanding. Right. And tell people how to do that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you may have to prompt them to do it because we're so used to just saying, I understand Mm -hmm. because we want to get to the next topic or we want to, you know, put a period to that sentence. So, okay, David. So how, how would a person demonstrate understanding? Well, here's, here's a quick and easy way to demonstrate understanding. What you want to do is number one, you have to listen. You have to be Mm -hmm. present. Mm -hmm. Number two, you summarize what they're saying. So if Mandy goes on this, you know, tirade and she's giving me something that I did wrong. My job is not to defend myself. It's mm-hmm. to, to listen, give her minimum encourages, nod heads. Mm-hmm, yes, I hear you. And then when she's done, when she's done, not while she's talking, when she's done, I'll say, this is what I hear you saying. And then I will loop it back to her. I'm not going to tell her exactly what she just told me. My job is to infer the meaning of what she said. And I'm going to ask her, this is what, is, is this what you just said? Yes or no? And then, then she can say, no, that's not what I'm saying. Or yes, that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But I'll, I'll, I'm going to summarize to her what she said. And again, this big project that we're working on, we're actually going to give you guys video, like actual video and tutorials mm-hmm. and role plays of how to loop. Exactly. So be waiting on that. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. <laughs> but I, I want you to think about it like this. Treat your words like you would treat something of great value. Mm. Like, remember, your words are expensive. So use them wisely. Don't just say, I know, or I understand when you really don't. Remember, if you don't know, just say it and ask them to help you understand what they're saying better. So just ask, look, I don't understand, or I don't know. Can you give me better clarity so that I can know, or so that I can understand? Often something that simple and I'm speaking a lot to my husbands here, to, to, to my husbands. <laughs> I'm speaking a lot to the, 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 the fellas out there. Often something that simple can make a huge difference in the outcome of the conversation. Okay. So if you don't know, just ask, just tell her. Okay. Let's move on to number six. Number six is another good one. Don't equate your experience with theirs. Mm. This is huge guys. Remember that all experiences are individual. Two people walk in the same room, have two different levels of experience or two different types of experiences. There's a reason, right? If they are telling you about their pain, don't start talking about your pain. It's never the same. So don't compare their pain to your pain unless unless there are some very strong similarities. Don't compare their pain to your pain because guess what you're going to get after you compare, after you bring up your pain? It's not the same or you don't understand. That's what they're going to say. And to alleviate that from happening, just don't do it. Don't equate your experience with theirs. Here's a truth that you have to constantly remind yourself of. 
it's not about you. You are not the center of the universe, especially while you're communicating with your spouse. If anything, they are the center of the universe when you're communicating with them. That's how you have to treat them. Okay. Don't treat them like you're the center and they have to get on your page. Treat it like you have to get on their page. Mm -hmm. Extend yourself beyond yourself so that you can truly connect with your spouse. Okay. All right. Let's move to number seven. And again, these are 11 ways, 11 ways to enhance the overall quality of your conversation so that your communication improves. Number seven is this. Stop repeating yourself. (laughs) And, And again, this is another issue that I have had and I still have every now and again. Quit trying to rephrase what you're saying. This is... And like I said, this is probably one of my biggest struggles. I often try to make sure that my point is understood so that I'm understood. And as I've often mentioned in the past, I struggled with being that guy that is misunderstood. Actually, I may have not mentioned on this one, but I do mention on my For Husbands Only podcast. Um, But I used to be that guy that was misunderstood a lot. Mm -hmm. And so as a result, I work a little bit more and a little bit more. I work a little more in my conversations with people to make sure that I don't feel that way. But here's the kicker. As I've mentioned in point number six, it's not about me, right? I can't use my lens to help me learn more about my spouse and neither can you. You you can't use your experiences, your past experiences to as a lens to help you learn about someone else. Take away the lens and see them through their lenses, Okay. Make sense? Anything you want to add to that, baby? No, I mean, that one's pretty straightforward. Okay. All right. So number eight is this. Stay out of the weeds. That, that's mm. not saying don't smoke weed. Just ain't talking about that. So no? Shouldn't have said that? Okay. Stay out of the weeds. <laughs> now, while conversing with your spouse, don't try to cram all of the details into one conversation. Mm. I may get some slack for saying this, but... <laughs> I've found that women are more guilty of this than men. I'm just saying, you know, this is probably why men multitask more when they're conversing with their wives. They get lost in the clutter of the conversation. You don't want your spouse to get lost in the clutter of the conversation. So stay out the weeds. Don't try to give all the details. Here's a strategy that can help you with this. One strategy to remember here is to understand how your spouse communicates. Remember how I talked about how they are the center of the universe when they're communicating, when you guys are conversing? It's about them. It's about them, that's you. So men communicate differently than women. Men, our brains are like waffles, right? So we have compartments and sections. And one, the work section is different than the, you know, the hobby section. And that's different than the family section. And everything is compartmentalized and tucked into its own neat little section. Women, if you've heard, haven't heard this before, women's brains are like spaghetti, right? So just imagine a bowl of spaghetti, the pasta strands are all intertwined together, Mm -hmm. right? So the work and the family and the health and spiritual, all of it is interconnected. And that's not a bad thing. It's just the difference between how men process information and how women do. Mm -hmm. So if I'm a man speaking to my wife, I can't communicate to her on a level that I would communicate with my boys mm-hmm. and vice versa. If Mandy's so, so true. If she's speaking to me, she can't talk to me as if she's talking to her girls because mm-hmm. I'm going to get lost. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so, but again, this on a deeper level, this speaks to being able as a man 
to relate and communicate in a manner that my wife, who is a woman, understands. So right. I have to expand beyond my boundaries, mm-hmm. maybe learn a little thing, couple things that's uncomfortable, like how do women communicate and mm-hmm. how do they emote and how do they intertwine emotion and mm-hmm. logic together? Like I, maybe I need to learn more of that in order to be better at doing that. And I just want to say that there's a difference between, you know, as a woman, I can just be, you know, speak from our experience. Sometimes we just want to get it out and we need an ear mm-hmm. versus, we're talking to you to have an actual conversation and we want your input. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I think that also just as a, as an addition to this, stay out of the weeds, yeah. number eight, make sure women wives that you communicate with your husband, what type of conversation Ooh. you're having. Oh my gosh. I could jump across this desk and high five you, but I'm not. So, I mean, and I, and I had to learn that with David, you wow. know, like literally I have to tell him sometimes, to okay, babe, Hey, I'm just venting right now. I'm just, I just want to get this out. I don't need you to fix it. Ooh, that's good. I just need you to be there for me as my best friend right now. Listen, and then again, again, Hey, but then if it's a conversation where you have a concern and you want to have a conversation and you want input, you need to figure something out, let him know so he can gear up and have those antennas up. Yeah. And don't expect for them to read your mind and know what type of conversation you want to have. And it's, vice versa, men do the same thing. Yeah, it's okay to actually say, this is the type of conversation I'm looking to have. I just need to vent. I just need to get some And guys off. have that too, I'm sure, yeah. Yeah, you know, we do every now and again, every blue moon. Because as women, we're fixers too. You know, sometimes we put on the mama hat. Y'all you are know? nurturers, yeah, yeah. So, but that's, I love that, baby, because you're absolutely right. Like, just say, hey, I'm venting, so don't try to fix it. Let them know what type of conversation you want to have. But right. at the end of the day... Give them you and not all of the extra details. Stay exactly. out of the weeds because you will get trapped or lost or both. <laughs> anyway. Confused. Let's move to number nine. Yeah, confused is better. Number nine. And this is probably the most important point to remember. Okay, guys? Listen. Yeah. No, that's it. Listen. <laughs> Although it sounds so simple, this is the hardest thing to do. Listening is the number one most important skill to have when communicating with your spouse. And now listen to what I just said. Listen to what I just said. It's a skill. You're not born a good listener. You are born with the ability to hear, but listening is an acquired skill. Listening is intentional. Mm-hmm. See, see, most people don't listen because they would rather talk. Right. <laughs> and talking means that you're in control. And most people Ooh. like being in control. That's real good. So, I mean, you've probably had these arguments where both of you guys are talking or trying to out talk each other. Yeah. Nobody's listening, you know? And here's another reason why it's so difficult to listen is because we easily get distracted. If you have like adult ADHD of some sort, or you have, you're dealing with anxiety or depression, Mm -hmm. some type of mental health concern, it's going to be hard for you to pay attention. You're going to get distracted a lot. Or if your spouse says something that immediately turns you off, mm. it's like you turn your brain off. Yep. You, 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 you stop just, listening. Yeah. You just tune out. Yeah. And you can't do that. You can't. Think, nope. of, think about it like this. The average person talks about 225 words per minute, but we can listen up to 500 words per minute, right? One mouth plus two ears means that you should be listening more than you talk. <laughs> another way to think about it is if your mouth is open you're not listening 
right? So keep your mouth shut. But some people, <laughs> when they feel uh, no, good saying that one, just but 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 <laughs> some people at their resting state, they sit with their mouth open. Well, that's different. I'm saying if they, if your mouth is open and there's sounds coming <laughs> I'm out, tell me, I'm just saying, some be people specific. breathe loud too. Be specific. If, okay, if your if your, if your mouth lips is, are moving, if your lip, no, some people. Some people do that too. Yeah. <laughs> now you want to get petty. I can get petty anyway. But yeah, if you're talking while they're talking, you're not listening. Okay. One final note on listening. Most of us don't listen with the intent to understand. We listen with the intent to reply. Woo. The goal here is to seek first to understand, then seek to be understood. That's tweetable. Yeah, that is very tweetable. (laughs) But yeah, if you're listening with the intent to reply, you're doing it wrong. And most people, especially when they're arguing arguing with their spouse or heated fellowship, as Mandy calls them, (laughs) when those are happening, you're usually listening with the intent to reply instead of with the intent to understand. So make sure that you're not doing that, okay? Let's move to number 10. Almost done, guys. Number 10 is this. Think when, when. Yes. Be proactive. Be proactive. I I want you to intentionally look for your spouse to come out of the conversation with you better off than they were at the onset of that conversation. That really means you have to intentionally look to make them feel better at the end of the conversation than in the beginning. And we just, and we got to stop being so random and so emotions. You got to be again, intentional and proactive. I can and smack my mama on that one. Not, <laughs> not, not, not no. I mean, that's because it was so good. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. <laughs> she, don't tell her. Don't tell and, you know, we're not perfect at this. This is something you always have to work out. Yeah. Work at. Marriage yeah. is something you have to work at literally every day. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so please be intentional. Yeah. Focus on outcomes that enhance the marriage. Mm-hmm. If the conversation is detrimental to the growth and progress of your marriage, maybe you shouldn't be having it. If you're communicating just to feel better about yourself, you may want to reconsider your motives prior to starting the conversation. Unless you actually say to them, I'm just venting and I want to feel better about myself. Let them know what the intent is before you jump in. Don't expect them to comply without them knowing what your motives are. Mm -hmm. Focus on both of you winning with the conversation, not just you. Mm -hmm. Think win win and even if it's a difficult conversation and you're trying to get something out Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that they're losing and you're winning yeah it's about okay let's put the problem on the table and let's work together to create you know to come up with a solution that works in the best interest of the marriage of us yeah not me not you but us exactly that i'm telling you we see this still win win yes exactly let's go to number 11 number 11 is this and this is the last one guys be brief (laughs) Yeah, this is another simple but overlooked strategy when looking to have effective communication. Be interested in listening to your spouse more than you are in being heard. If you're trying to be heard, you're going to talk a lot. But if you're interested in listening, then you're going to be brief what you got to say because you're looking to learn from them. Right. Keep your mind open and your mouth shut. (laughs) Simple as that. Simple as that. So done, 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 son. (laughs) But anyway, so there you have it, guys. 11 ways to have a better conversation with your spouse so that your communication improves. Huge. Take notes. Go back and listen to this if you need to. I would like to challenge you to incorporate as many of these as you can into your daily conversations with your spouse. 
Remember, be intentional about improving the quality of your communication so that the quality of your marriage improves. There's a direct correlation. If your communication sucks, your marriage is going to suck. Just, but I can't, I can't say it any other way. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> so focus on improving the communication so that your marriage improves. Okay. So I can go on and on about this subject, but number 11 reminds me to be brief. So I'm going to be brief. Uh, that means we're going we're gonna to wrap up here. Okay. Unless you got something else you want to say, baby. No, I mean, again, it's all about being intentional. It's all become, it's all about, you know, making sure you're thinking like, like we said at number 10, win, win, mm, think, win, win. That's the best. That's the best way you can have a great conversation with your spouse. Yeah. By the way, we appreciate all of your listening ears. This may have been a little longer than normal in terms of our show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do want to remind you to, if you want to reach out to us, if you have questions, mm-hmm. you can email us, right? You can go mm-hmm. to the website, mendarmarriage.com and email us there. Yes. Um, you can leave us a voicemail on the site or leave a comment on the actual podcast page. Mm-hmm. You can do this by going to mendarmarriage.com slash episode 52 or 52 episode 52 and you can actually leave your comments ask questions um you know leave us a voicemail we'll we'll get back to you we are literally fielding thousands of questions like every week so you know we want (laughs) to make sure that we give you you know information if you have some time it's just the two of us (laughs) yeah um remember also to like comment and share these episodes on facebook your sharing of the show's help to extend our message mm-hmm. and our mission, which is to break the back of divorce. Right. So when you share these shows, you're helping us to break the back of divorce. You're Snap, teaming crackle, with us. Pop. Snap, crackle, Also, and lastly, subscribe in iTunes and leave an honest rating and review there. And we will love you. Please subscribe so that you get these shows downloaded automatically when they're released. The more people who subscribe to the shows, the more people have access to these types of divorce destroying resources. Yes. All right, guys, we are done. We love you. We will be back with you love with you episode all. number 53. We out, y'all. All right. Deuce, deuce, deuce baby. Deuce.